Gwyneth Paltrow recently tried a fast-moving diet on her new Netflix show Goop. Is it legit or full of shit? Today, Dr. Lat Mansur and I are going to be diving into this subject and topic on the HVMN podcast. Great to have you back on the program. Great to be here. So, before diving specifically into fast-moving diets, let's talk about a general framework and how to think about diet. Nutrition generally. Yeah. There are really three dimensions in which you can manipulate a diet. There is the time restriction, the amount of time that you're eating and or fasting. There is a dietary restriction dimension, which is the type of macronutrients you can consume. That's right. So the fat, protein, carbohydrate, and of course, what we talk a lot about is that it can ketones be a fourth macronutrient. So the dietary composition is one dimension you can manipulate, and the last. Dimension you can manipulate is the calories, the amount of calories you can eat, and typically that's between two thousand to three thousand calories a day for a normal adult human. Calorie restriction is a sense of restricting the amount of calories you can take within. So, if you think about every single type of diet, every single type of nutrition plan, it's essentially some combination and tweaking and manipulation of one or more of these dimensions. So let's talk about like intermittent fasting, for example. If you're doing eighteen six, well, if you're not restricting the type of food you're eating or the calories you're eating, then you're really just restricting on time. Yeah. Ketogenic diet, you're really just restricting on carbohydrates, carbohydrates, and increasing your fat intake. And people that are doing intermittent fasting and a ketogenic diet, well, now you're manipulating both time and dietary uh, as as dimensions. And of course, you can kind of do all three if you're counting calories. And manipulating your macronutrients and doing intermittent fasting. Now you're doing a combination of all three. In our program, obviously, we talk a lot about ketogenic diet, yeah. which is a way to do dietary manipulation. We talk a lot about intermittent fasting, which is time to do time restriction uh, or time manipulation. We haven't yet talked too much about calorie restriction, but one could argue that calorie restriction kicked off a lot of the research around longevity. Uh, and health span. Mm -hmm. You want to start there as a way to just talk about the, kind of the background and history on calorie restriction. Yeah, I think calorie restriction has been around for a long time. Where you know they they do look at different biomarkers, longevity, as you said. They looked at cancer and all that, and then more recently they try comparing between intermittent fasting versus calorie restriction yeah. um, in you know longevity as well in cancer in diabetes, for example. And some studies actually showed quite compelling evidence that intermittent intermittent fasting um, is better than calorie restriction as far as lowering those disease biomarkers. But the problem with intermittent fasting with these studies is that once you do it long term, the dropout rate is very high for intermittent fasting versus calorie restriction. So calorie restriction is more easily adhered to because really? people are eating same food, same amount of time. Okay. Uh, it's just less food. Whereas intermittent fasting, they're like, oh, the whole day without food. These are like, some of these studies are alternate day fasting. So quite frequent fasting. Got it. And you know, with social lives and families and all that, I would see how it could be difficult. I see. Yeah, I would say that's almost counterintuitive. I think in our population that we work with, I, I would, and I think knowing myself, I'd rather do intermittent fasting than calorie count to 1,000 calories a day, for example. What got me interested in fasting and ketogenic diet was some of the early research behind calorie restriction as a way to extend longevity. Mm -hmm. But I think as you're referencing some of the Benefits of calorie restriction seem to be mimicked by intermittent fasting and potentially by ketogenic diet. Yeah, and 
some of the downsides of color restrictions are are there too, right? Because people that have been adopting color restriction, they're very lean. They're yeah. very, very low lean muscle tissue. And I think then you start making trade-off between health span and lifespan. Yeah. And that might be another topic we go further down the rabbit hole another time. But today we're going to be talking about a fast mimicking diet as tried by our favorite health influencer, shall we say, Gwyneth Paltrow. So what is a fast mimicking diet? Can we define that uh, generally and maybe talk specifically about the protocol that she tried on the show? Yeah, I think um, fast mimicking diet, mimicking diet is is a sort of recent um, product, if you would, um, if, if you can't even call it product to basically mimic fasting, which is essentially not eating anything. Yeah. Um, the protocol that she followed, um, basically she does she has this packaged um food uh content for five days um and she starts with day one which is um a total of about a thousand calories um and the content of the food in terms of macro is about um 10 protein 56 uh, fat and 34 carbohydrates and for day two to day five it's 750 calories so they lower the calorie content and then they up the carbohydrate content from 34 to 47. And then the proteins around the same and fat got lowered because they up the um, carbohydrate, which I, I don't really understand why and what's the rationale around the macro. We can talk about that in a bit and I can ask ask your opinion and what do you think about it as well. Yeah. So that's basically the protocol. It's a very low calorie intake for five days everything packaged up you just need to reconstitute it with water and whatnot and so what, what's in there like i was just looking at the it's like crackers and tea soups and, and tea. minestrone yeah it's it's dry fruit frozen food maybe um it's <laughs> but i think some of the in the specific product that she used i think they labeled it with like plant-based make it sound a little bit more palatable but, it, but essentially i think if you look at the components is essentially what it sounds like to me you know packaged minestrone kind of more plant-based type foods yeah low calorie as you say but i think interesting from a dietary perspective the macro ratios are basically comparable to standard western diet right absolutely yeah so between what high 30s low 40s carbohydrate around 50 percent fat and then what 10 percent protein yeah and the standard western diet is typically I think fifty percent carbohydrates. Fifty percent carbohydrate when fifteen percent uh protein and thirty-five percent yeah, that's right. Uh uh fat. So we can obviously get more specific into the specific types of fat and carbohydrates and, and all that, but for, for I think for the purposes of just giving a summary, essentially you're getting close to a standard Western diet, but just less dietary uh in a dietary dimension there's no time restriction involved with this is um, she eating not, kind of three meals a day just like really tiny meals i think so um not like she was still eating lunch and dinners and she'll have desserts um they even package desserts you know um and not that i know that that they have um time restriction i don't think they they i don't think she did okay and then the calorie restriction is essentially the dominant factor which they're they're using here. that's right so my, I haven't seen the show. I probably will never watch the Goop show. Uh, but my understanding is that they had a competition between pescatarian, vegetarian, what, just normal amount of calories? Just normal. Yeah, for, versus a, for a month FMD. versus FMD for five days. 
So they had uh, someone on a vegetarian, vegetarian diet for a month, month, month. pescatarian for a month, and uh, FMD. Gwyneth Paltrow did FMD for five, five days. days. And then what, they did blood markers right after? Uh, they said they measured, I believe, nine biomarkers, uh, nine longevity biomarkers, if I'm not mistaken. But they basically come to a conclusion some f- uh, of what the biological age is um, after all these interventions. Yeah. And it's like, w- what's the age when they what's the baseline age right. um, that they measured at, and then what is the after age after intervention age? Yeah. Um, so it turns out that Gwyneth uh, Paltrow had the most improved uh, biological age after FMD. If you ask me, if that's a more of a marketing move, I don't know. Um, it looks like it because. Come on, it's clearly a bullshit <laughs> experiment. Let's just like speak yeah. reality and just talk about. Let's just like poke holes at why this right. is a dumb protocol right. and move on from there. It's like different individuals, different biological compositions, baselines, yeah. baselines um, different diet, no controlled environment, um, and also different timeline as well. So what I'm getting from the show is that after five days of FMD, the effect, assuming they, they measured all three of them after one month, the, if the benefits will stay after a month. So, yeah, I have a lot of questions with regards to how they run the experiment, if they can even yeah, call it that. I mean, they can, you know, us talking science here, very easily could do a crossover study. You have each of these three people do, do all three diets. All three diets. Uh, you could definitely make the timeline the same, right? Do five days of vegetarianism, five days of pescatarian, five days of FMD. Um, but it, but ultimately, you're just comparing very different interventions, right? Like you're comparing calorie restriction essentially to dietary restriction. What can you really gain from that? And especially when you count uh, nine arbitrary biomarkers versus potentially you want to optimize for performance. I can definitely see how you have a thousand calories a day for five days. You might improve your insulin, your blood sugar, because essentially calorie restricting or just not eating that much, mm-hmm. which might improve your uh, physical biomarkers nicely for five days. But you're never going to want to compete in an Olympic uh, marathon or you're never going to want to do something intense at the end of five days of being half starving, right? No. Yeah. So. If I'm trying to optimize for performance, whether that's physical performance or a test, are you really going to be doing calorie restriction before that versus having full calories and having meat, fish, just or just veggies? So easy uh, critiques there. But just broadly, I think the FMD product just seems silly to me. I would love to see a fourth or fifth arm where we were just talking a little bit beforehand. What if you had three Snickers bars? I was just looking at the macros of a Snickers bar. One Snickers bar is 250 calories, 33 grams of carbohydrate, 12 grams of fat, and 4 grams of protein. So almost c- close to the calorie breakdown from a dietary perspective, about half carb, half fat, and a little bit of protein. You get 750 calories of Snickers bars. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to compare that to the fascinating diet. What will have a better outcome over five days? You have three Snickers bars, for five days uh, versus an FMD. I would argue that I would like to have the same metabolic blood marker results. So challenge out there. Let's run the experiment. I'll put it on the line. Three Snickers bars, 250 calories each compared to an FMD 
five-day experiment, you'll get the same result. So three sneakers, sneaker bars per day for five days. Correct. Take it all at once. So I'm open to having it be a little bit more fair. Okay. And using no time restriction advantage okay. on the sneakers bars. Okay. But I'd love to just do a challenge where it's like, okay, you think your protocol is so good. I'm going to tweak the protocol a little bit. And if you think this is extra credit, let's have the 750 grams or calories of Snickers bars be in one bolus. Yeah. So you get the time restriction of having a big Snickers breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then you fast for the rest of the day for five days in a row. Yeah. And let's compete that with an FMD. Well, I think if we're looking at just the macros and the um, time restricted feeding protocol wise, um, it should yield the same results. As for the additional stuff that, you know, the secret source of the FMD, if they have one, um, versus the additives or preservatives in, in sneaker bars, it might make a difference. We'll find out. I mean, I would love to see the results if people are going to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, go to the, 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 the same lab or whatnot to measure those biological markers and see what the difference is. Because my argument is that we know that intermittent fasting or even calorie restriction has been very well documented in humans yeah. and all the benefits with it. What's the rationale of FMD? Why are you paying to not eat or to eat less when you can just not eat? Because on top of the metabolic benefit of intermittent fasting, um, there are also two things that I found um, useful or, or what I gain out of it is one is that obviously that's the cost thing, right? Um, I remember like fasting unintentionally when I was a student because just to save money. Secondly, I think it's a lot to do with mental strength. It's the gratifying feeling that after you fast, you feel accomplished. Yeah. That gives you that sort of cycle of confidence boost as well as feel good, you know, about yourself. Um, and then you feast and, and you really enjoy the food and have all that on top of the metabolic benefits. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, my, my question or my challenge is like, what is the value proposition of the FN, FMD versus a conventional faster? So exactly, I 100% agree with you. There, I don't understand the value proposition here. I think they're selling overpriced packaged snacks here. So let's look at some of the marketing claims of some, kind of some of these products. What are they? What are they selling? What are they claiming? So they are claiming that uh, FMD it helps with autophagy. Day three supposed to kick start ketotic state. Cellular cleaning and fat burning continues through day four, and day five your transformational journey is complete. So how could sell you uh, getting into ketosis in one day by just not eating? How about you do a 24-hour fast, you get day one ketosis. And autophagy. And autophagy and cellular cleaning. So it sounds like they're basically selling the benefits of fasting by telling you to eat 750 to 1,000 calories a day. Yeah. And by basically my challenge, my proposition is I can get you there for six bucks a day by eating three Snickers bars. <laughs> I think the only argument you can attack my proposition is that the glycemic response, the sugar spike of having like candy bars. Yep, it's very it's simple sugars. Uh, might drive insulin, um, but maybe if you stack it into one giant bolus, one part of the day, you get to recover that with uh, 
with uh, just having, you know, calorie or, or time restriction or a fasting window. Yeah. So maybe that's like the trollish argument to kind of debunk the FMD, but to make it a little bit more fair for me, I just do uh, replace the sugar. Just give me 12 grams of fat in, in a bar instead of doing simple sugars, just give me uh, 33 grams of starch and give me four grams of protein, throw a multivitamin in there. I could probably give that to you for another, mm -hmm. yeah, two bucks for each of those mm -hmm. and uh, reduce the glycemic spike as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a downside for my specific protocol. I would add another arm there as a control arm, yeah. which is a, an intermittent fasting arm, either alternate fasting, you know, you keep your diet, you keep what you're eating, yeah. no calorie restriction there, just keep your diet, just time uh, restricted feeding. Yeah. Either you do 18-6 or 24 hours alternate day um, fasting, yeah. I, would, I would throw that in there just as a comparison. So three arms. Yeah. Perfect. For me, I think this, I find this distasteful because they're selling overpriced packaged foods, but selling the benefits of fasting. Yeah. If they were just more honest and saying, hey, just eat half your fucking calories, <laughs> you get the same results. I think it's distasteful from a ethics perspective or a morality perspective to overcharge people because this is not cheap stuff, right? They're marketing this for what, $200, $300 a box. 225, 249, 225 to $250, yeah. Like that's expensive. Like you're gonna eat $50 a day of food and you're getting some crackers for it. But let's, let's, let's give them a shot. Mm -hmm. What is the uh, proponent's case for this? So they have a scientific paper that they published on FMD. Mm -hmm. So let's give them a shake. What did that study show? What do they experiment with? So they have run studies with FMD um, on mice. And they have seen um, lowered glycemic response. Um, they have seen improved uh, beta cells uh, with fast mimicking diet. Yeah. Um, and they also ran fast mimicking diet on eleven on hundred healthy individuals. So this is the only human. There's a they did one human study with eleven people. Uh, for a hundred people. A hundred people. A hundred generally healthy individuals from the US uh, were recruited to go through uh, FMD for three months. What they have seen is that um, they saw reduced body weight, trunk and total body fat, lowered blood pressure, decreased insulin-like growth factor, IGF-1. Um, no serious side effects were reported. And after three months, controlled diet subjects were crossed over to FMD, resulting in a total of 71 subjects completing three FMD cycles. Body mass index, blood pressure, fasting glucose, IGF-1, triglycerides, total and low-density lipoprotein cholesterol and C-reactive protein were more beneficially affected in participants at risk, of, uh, at risk for disease than in subjects who were not at risk. What I'm reading here is that the FMD showed positive results, but the results are more pronounced in individuals who are at risk of diseases. So, I mean, I'm not surprised by that because the, the control arm was standard Western diet, which we know is scientific engineered to give you pre-diabetes. Yeah. So great. So basically, to me, how I read that is that, yes, doing calorie restriction for five days in a month is better than doing nothing. And I think the counter argument there is that I can give you the same result if you just do five days of eating three candy bars a day. Yeah. Or just do intermittent fasting. Or just don't eat for five days. Yeah. Or just find random 500 calories a day. Yeah. 
and eat that for five days in a row and then do something normal for 20 for 30 days that's right if they would admit that yeah essentially it's just calorie restriction in a box and we're overcharging the stuff super expensively because it feels like it's a program cool like people are selling juice cleanses and all of that yeah overpriced stuff too yeah because um, from from a scientific point of view as well like i i buy it i buy that you get the benefits from yeah. fasting mimicking diet i don't doubt that but what i'm seeing is the non or in the clinical trial world it's called the non-superiority um study right it just showed that it it's not superior to fasting yeah. it has the same effect hence fast mimicking diet yeah but people are paying for it rather than they can do it for free at home yeah. by not eating. And, and I think the part that's like, makes me a little bit angry is that they're not just paying a little bit, they're paying a lot for it. Again, 50 bucks a day for 500 to 750 or 1,000 calories of snack food. Yeah, Might be a little fancy snack food, but come on, let's be real. This is like kale crackers, little teas, and what, some minestrone. Just buy the Campbell's thing and dose it out for five days and you're set. I just saved everyone 200 bucks. So if you want to do... A fast-making diet, I think it's very reasonable because I think it is hard to do long fast. I've done a lot of longer extended fasts myself. It's hard to do three, four, five, seven-day fasts. Yeah. So having a little bit of a crutch is definitely helpful and, and useful. Um, but instead of dropping 200, 300 bucks for it, just find uh, 500 bucks or 500 calories of reasonable... Uh, food maybe just get a chicken breast a day or something right like that's literally probably superior to then just eating some packaged overpriced food since you talk talked about um sort of long um period of fasting um from your experience do you find any difference in terms of like if you fast for three four you know three five seven days yeah. fast versus um say 18 six yeah the sort of fast or alternate day fast yeah it, how how because i've never gone through it so i believe you have and 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 what do you think um how your body feels about it longer fasts really ramp up your ketogenesis and your ketone levels and in 186 uh if you're not eating a low carbohydrate diet i doubt you're really getting ketosis unless you're exercising really really aggressively uh, in the earlier parts of that fast, you're just not, you just don't have too much glycogen uh, reserves to fully get into ketosis. So to me, there's definitely the benefit of that time. I think that time dimension is very important. Uh, I think the more interesting scientific question for me is what are the mechanisms that drive the benefits of fasting? Is it the calorie restriction component or is it the dietary restriction component that drives ketosis? I think that's just a, literally an open question yeah, that is, yeah. a lot of our friends or colleagues in academia are researching today. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where our interest in exogenous ketones, like ketone ester, are very interesting because if it's really ketones themselves as a signaling molecule or signaling metabolite, can you, can you ignore the calorie restriction side and get the benefits of it just from having exogenous ketones in your system? Yeah. I don't think that's true. Even if calorie restriction is the trigger, yeah. I would be interested to know what's the threshold. Yeah. Is it different from individual to individual? Or is there a magic number that if you get lower than that number, then you something know, is a threshold that, that fires. Exactly. Yeah. So my hypothesis is that no, ketones are not just the magical metabolite. Like I'm not dogmatic there. I think there is some magic combination of calorie restriction and the presence of ketones. There's probably some benefit of your body naturally endogenously producing ketones. Mm -hmm. 
I try to be high integrity, not just shill, because obviously I have a financial interest in, this, in, in ketone esters and exogenous ketones. But like, I, I don't care about that. Like, I think I'd rather just actually understand the truth and let people know how the science and the mechanisms work. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not afraid if this is useless for uh, mimicking a fast. There's clearly value for athletic performance or cognitive performance or other indications. Um, I'd rather have people get value from a product that actually works and is cost efficient rather than trying to like bend science and manipulate a clinical trial to tell the story I want to tell. So I feel very ethical and have a moral position here where I can critique other people who are using science to justify marketing. I don't think that you can just have a ketoacer drink and then have that 100% replace the benefits of fasting. Mm-hmm. I think there is definitely something going on with an endogenous ketogenesis. 100% replace ketogenic diet. Right. But I think it is interesting where there's the overlap. What percentage is driven by the ketone bodies themselves? Yeah. And what is driven through calorie restriction or dietary restriction or the process of ketogenesis, right? Because there's something going on when your body converts fat into ketones. Yeah. So there you have it. Anything else you want to talk about with uh, FMD and science? I have a question. Yeah. Like, how, how does one know they're in and their cells are going through like autophagy? That's a good question. And no one has, to my understanding, has a clinical biomarker that dictates autophagy. Also, or off. you have to remember the millions of cells and different, like thousands and thousands of different types of cells that have different life cycles. So when it's autophagy, it's a very blanketed term um, to generalize all of that. Because there are cells that will die in minutes, there are cells that will die in months, there are cells that will never die until you die. Um, So I think autophagy- Is this like magic buzzword? Exactly. For cells which do not have a functional purpose or cells which are already um, senesced, and, and they're just sitting around and releasing all these inflammatory um, uh, molecules. So those are the cells that need to go. What people are claiming now is that autophagy basically clean up these cells and therefore reducing those biomarkers, those inflammatory biomarkers, and, and make us healthier. And then when you refeed it, when you refeed after fasting or after um, um, a period of restricted feeding, um, your body basically rebuilt those building blocks to to create new cells. Yeah, I think that's actually a good question. Good, good question, Zillan. I think good answer. I think that's been one of the biggest questions. Like, okay, this autophagy buzzword, like how are we triggering it? And I think the fact is no one knows how to measure it. But beyond that, I, I think your point is that this is very tissue and cell specific. Uh, yeah. And I think it's very much like cat- cat- catabolism and anabolism. Mm-hmm. Like these processes are happening all the time yeah. in different rates at different tissues. The mechanism makes sense that theoretically, okay, when you're not having a surplus of substrate and your body is forced to go through autophagy, Mm -hmm. but is there a magic button or magic threshold that does not yet exist and like probably will not exist given the tissue specificity of all these things? Mm -hmm. Unless the question is, is my specific neuron here in a state of autophagy or not? Yeah. You might, that might is a more precise question. My liver cell. regenerating yeah. um, in this specific time frame. Yeah. Well, Gwyneth, call me. I will put you on a much cheaper, much better <laughs> fast-mimicking diet protocol. Or just don't eat for five days. Or just, you know, find 
like 500, 750 calories, your most favorite food, eat that. Any last thoughts and takeaways from your end? Absolutely agree on the benefits of calorie restriction, intermittent fasting, very well documented in both animals and humans. Uh, so now it's a matter of, you know, that is sort of a hack that we do, a biohack, if you would. Um, what's the point of hacking the biohack? <laughs> if you like this episode, leave us a comment, give us five stars. And I think this is a kind of a fun session. We might have to do a recurring series called, is this legit or is it full of shit? Ping us any ideas of different ideas you'd like us to debunk. Uh, or, or maybe even validate. Like, look, I don't think we're here to criticize or be judgmental here. What I care about, what Lat cares about, what the HBM community cares about is things that work, that have evidence and science. And we're not afraid to challenge people no matter their credentials, no matter their institutions. We're fundamentally matters is data truth and evidence yeah doesn't matter who you are we're not here to do argument from authority we're rational logical people yeah. come at us we're here to get a little scrappy that makes it fun for me data and information is so easily accessible that people um just need to make informed decision and it's our job here to provide you know from our side what we have seen in terms yeah. of evidence and scientific researchers and results and all that so yeah cool and then follow us on all the socials hvmn or our personal uh channels at jeffrey Wu and at lat mansoor lat mansoor on instagram and twitter and feel free to share your experience on fasting on fast making diet right down we're more than happy to interact with you guys as well cool thank you if you're interested to learn more about HVMN, visit www.hvmn.com pod. Thank you for tuning in.